0: Hello, thank you for having me, Elmo, Uh, again. Uh, My name is uh, Moel, you can find me online on Facebook and on uh, Philosophical Muslims. Oh, the philosophy of mind, okay, so I haven't really uh, studied the philosophy of mind, I mean, all I know is that the mind is something that is uh, immaterial, okay, so for example, can, uh, can AI possess consciousness, artificial intelligence, can they have a mind? The mind is something, obviously, I haven't studied it, but, like, if I was to give you uh, an explanation, I'll have to delve into, uh, can AI possess consciousness? And that, to me, is something that uh, that is impossible because uh, we don't even know uh, what consciousness is. Like, what, what we know what it does. We know how it uh, operates. Like, when if you watch... Um, Lectures by uh, John uh, Shirley. John Shirley is the main man to go to. Okay, when it comes to AI, because he's a philosopher of mind, and uh, basically he says that uh, that basically uh, we can have we can perhaps create a, a heart that can pump blood because that's the mechanism, that's the functionality of the heart. But can we do a? Can we create a brain that is? Um, that is basically uh, biological and would it attain uh, consciousness and have a mind? Maybe, perhaps. But can we do it with uh, mechanics, like a, a, a components, comp- uh, mechanical components, like a Turing machine, like a machine, basically? He says this question is invalid and uh, we don't even know. But nonetheless, in his argument, uh, that i probably forgot <laughs> he, he made a syllogism and he says that uh, basically turing machines are not uh in nature okay so we cannot uh we cannot basically use science to find out about this this is a discipline in engineering okay it's a discipline in engineering and you need to uh you need to basically uh you need an engineer to study this stuff but you can can uh, can a robot possess consciousness a, a strong ai he says no he cannot possess consciousness and this is in a nutshell uh, from my uh, recollection so yeah so robots cannot possess con- only human beings and uh, and uh, animate beings as well like the animals and whatnot, because this is something from the divine something from the sublime metaphysical processes you know it's not it's not physical processes because if it was f- based on physical processes then the fact of the matter is heart determinism it's just bosons and fermions and neurochemical firing in the brain that is causing you to behave the way you want to behave it's, it's something called epiphenomenalism epiphenomenalism was a was a philosophy that uh, basically in a nutshell it assumed that our mind is based on the physicality so our behavior emanates from our uh from physics pretty much from our physical uh, and biological uh construct and uh so it's, the, it's not the mind that functions first. It's basically the physicality that functions and then we behave. And this uh, type of philosophy has been debunked, you know? So pretty much it's the mind, mind over matter. That's why they always say mind over matter. So it's the mind that operates uh, operates first and then you make the decision. Because you can, a, a Turing machine, for example, a Turing machine or a strong AI uh, cannot have intentionality, cannot have free will is based on binary code zero, zero, 00110 one, zero, and so on and so forth. So so basically how can uh, an a strong ai possess consciousness? For example, Terminator. If you watch the movie Terminator with uh, Arnold uh, Schwarzenegger, you will realize that uh some people had have, have, some people became beguiled you know they think he's actually he actually has consciousness but he doesn't because he doesn't know how it feels like to love he doesn't know how it feels like to touch uh, uh, velvet uh, he doesn't know how it, uh, it feels like to basically smell coffee in the morning you know so so this is basically uh, 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 this is basically something that we can only uh, pos- that we only possess and we can only feel, you know so this is pretty much uh, it in a nutshell if I can recall the argument uh, by John Shirley but pretty much uh, 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 I can't recall it as uh, I gotta look for it uh, if you can give me just one second uh, John Shirley it's called the chinese room argument tangent on the philosophy of science right now but we can just stick with islam at the moment islam is coherent because uh, intuitively when i came to be when i was four for example okay i'll give you a personal explanation and um, i asked my my uh, my dad I asked him uh, if this is my mom and you're my dad and I have a sister and I have grandparents and and uh, they have also uh, sisters and so on and so forth. And I look outside the balcony when I was a young kid in Egypt and I see a lot of people, you know, it's a busy street and I can look uh, at the horizon, you know, all the way. And I see the I see mountains, I see buildings, I see all these things. And then I ask myself. I just came in maybe four years ago, you know, not too long. How did I come to be? How come I possess consciousness? What's going on? So I asked my dad, where did he come from and so on? And who's the, who's pretty much, how far can we go? He said, he basically told me Adam, Adam and Eve. Then I asked him, what about Adam and Eve? Who caused Adam and Eve to come to being and this whole reality? He told me God. Then I asked him who created God. I was only four, so he told me God is an eternal being, no beginning and no end. And to me, that was su- that was sufficient. That was in li- intuitive. That was in line with my rational, with my innate disposition. And my rational faculties, you see, I I mentioned innate disposition first because it has the highest epistemological value. Then my rational faculties comprehended it. It told me, yes, God has to be one. For example, the argument from contingency, dependency, will tell you that God can only be one. Because if uh, if he created this whole universe, he has to be omnipotent and uh, if he also created the whole universe then he has to be omniscient of it therefore you cannot have two deities; you can only have one or else they'll cancel each other out and this is in a nutshell the argument from contingency so pure monotheism makes the most sense once you can uh, accept monotheism you don't have to delve into hinduism Which is polytheistic, even though some people say, no, there's only one God, which is henotheism. It becomes henotheism instead of polytheism. But nonetheless, you don't have to delve into pagan culture and ideologies and uh, these uh, mythologies like the Greek gods and uh, Scandinavian gods. So that's one aspect also because uh, pure monotheism makes sense then you only focus on the abrahamic gods or the i mean the abrahamic uh, faith which is the abrahamic god one god and from there you can dissect you can see okay we have islam we have christianity we have judaism you know what i mean so from that lens we can investigate through a profound and depth investigation and uh, the basics i like to tackle the basics which is the titles you know the title for example we have islam which means submission we have christianity which is uh, derived from uh, jesus the christ the aton, uh, anointed one uh, Christos in Greece in Greek it means the anointed one and we have Judaism which is derived from Judah uh, and Judah the great grandson of Abraham so we can dissect these worldviews, and obviously uh, you, you don't have to go into uh, uh, atheism at the moment because uh, like I said if it's intuitive it makes sense and if it's in line with the rational faculties, it makes sense as well. So now when you look into uh, uh, Judaism, for example, or Christianity, Jesus was a Jew. But according to the people, according to Christians, he taught Christianity, not Judaism. He came up with, the, uh, with something else, something new. Okay. And uh, that's according to the Christians. Jesus was a Jew because he was descendant of Judah. So Mary his mother she would be from the family of Zechariah and then you have to know the genealogy in the Bible. And Zechariah and had John the Baptist, Yahya what we call him Yahya. So Zechariah had John the Baptist. Zechariah is also from the lineage of Solomon and David all the way back to Judah. Okay? moses wasn't a jew for example moses was a levite so if you trace the lineage of moses it goes all the way back to Levi, him and his brother aaron okay peace be upon all of them but um that's why jesus was a jew when we look into um judaism judah is uh, is uh is the great son of a great grandson of abraham and he's the son of jacob okay jacob was a prophet as well we but judah wasn't a prophet and according to the bible it was judah who sold the prophet joseph to the medianites if i'm not mistaken he sold him to the medianites and then they took him and uh, then they sold him to the egyptians and at that time the egyptians were uh, semites uh, yeah, uh, Shem, Shemites, Shemites, descendants of Shem. So at that time, they were not Hametic. They were not from Ham, the son of Noah. At that time, uh, so they weren't called pharaohs. They were called kings at that time. Uh, unlike the Bible, the Bible makes that mistake and says, no, they were actually, uh, the Bible say it calls him a pharaoh. But there's a distinction because the, the native of Egypt. The native people of Egypt called themselves pharaohs, but the people who who basically at that time who occupied Egypt or conquered Egypt, they were Shemitic or Semites, they basically called themselves kings. So, And we can uh, substantiate that with the evidence, with the Egyptological evidence that was gathered okay there's a tablet if I'm not mistaken that says these things on it that was found in Egypt but anyway back to Abraham who's Abraham then because the the faith is an Abrahamic faith who's Abraham Abraham is the Abraham is descended from Shem the son, the oldest son of Noah that's why we called we call uh, each other uh, like the Arabs and the Jews are Semitic or Shemetic if you want to be uh, precise so we're this, uh, so Abraham was a descendant of uh, Shem, the son of Noah, the oldest son of Noah, and people who are like, for example, from East uh, Asia or uh, uh, like you know, like Filipinos, Chinese, uh, J- J- Japanese, and even uh, uh, Turkish people. You know, uh, they they're basically the son of Japheth. Japheth will be the the, the youngest son of. Uh, Noah. this is biblical genealogy okay and uh, it, to me it makes sense that's why I look into it so basically uh, Abraham uh, was uh, the son of Shem and Abraham was not a Jew not a Hebrew and not an Arab okay he was Babylonian so he was he dwelled in Babylon okay and perhaps a lot of Sh- uh, Shemetic or Semitic people was, were in that area so he didn't he spoke most likely Akkadian or Sumerian because that was the official language in Babylon at that time, and uh, he lived around the the king, the emperor Nimrod, Nimrod of Babylon. Okay, and he had a debate with him, but uh, we'll get around to that in a bit. I just want to establish that Abraham was not an Arab, nor a Hebrew, nor a Jew; he was a Babylonian. So, what's his faith? His faith is submission. Submit to God, submit to the one being. And that's what, what happened. That's what Adam did. That's what the angels do. Matter of fact, if you want to, because we believe Islam existed since time immemorial. And time immemorial, by the way, uh, indicates that everything submits. So not just, uh, uh, I mean, if you don't have free will, if you don't have free will, you submit automatically, like the angels. So this makes sense. This is this makes ab, makes absolute sense. Anything else, uh, anyone else that comes and tells you, no, no, Islam is not the truth. It's Judaism, Christianity, Mormonism, uh, Jehovah's Witness, uh, black Hebrew Israelites are all innovations, innov- made, man-made ideologies. Islam is simple. Submission. The tree submits to God. The mountains submit to God. Uh, this would be like Islamic panpsychism because we believe everything has consciousness to be God conscious. They have God conscious of, of God, of the one that created it the animals submit to God because the animals they follow their intuition you never see an animal in the wild misbehaving, acting odd unless it's uh, an anomaly but usually animals when we look at them, the gazelle behaves like a gazelle, the lion behaves like a lion, the the ants behave like ants and the bees they do what bees do, they collect honey and so on and so forth so basically this is um, everything submits, except except the human being who has free will he can choose and also the realm of the spirits which what we call the jinn so we can have a a meta entity a metaphysical entity a spirit that is basically without a physicality it can shape shift by the way i don't want to digress too much but this spirit has free will and it can choose to be christian jew muslim uh, atheist Hindu, and so on and so forth. It copies the, the human being. It copies it. And this spirit is what we call the Jinn. And if you want to look up uh, into that stuff, you can follow Jacques Valet And um, I forgot her name, but she currently passed away. Maybe if I remember it, I'll mention it. But they investigate these meta realms. They call them the shadow people. And they actually exist. And I've met a lot of nihilists who actually have encountered with metaphysical entities and they can shape shift they're called inner dimensional species it's not aliens okay you can check jack uh, valet jack valet is a physician i think he's a scientist and he delved in. he studied this stuff a little bit but yeah but nonetheless islam makes sense because everything submits when you look at this reality we're bounded by the physicality of it but if you want to call it the matrix we're bounded by it. So we have to submit and uh, we have really no ch- other choice but to pick the red pill like Mo- Morpheus, you know, Morpheus told uh, asked Neo in the Matrix, if you if you're acquainted with the movie, to, pick, to choose between two things. And thus that, this is why when I say we compare between two things, we compare between the good and the bad the or good and evil, heaven and hell. We have no other choice but to go through these destinations, these two paths. And uh, under an Islamic lens, the good path, the light, we call it the light. The light, there is only one path. But the darkness, the dark path, there's plenty of paths. There's plenty of ways to go to the dark. And that's why there's a lot of innovations. Like, uh, like for example, uh, liberalism, philosophical liberalism. A man-made philosophy which has no justification it's not it has no revelation the main founder of uh, philosophical liberalism will be John Locke for example and Thomas Hobbes uh, and John Jacques Rousseau, for example the uh, these philosophies are man-made philosophies by uh, which is a, a European a European narrative okay trying to be imposed on all of humanity so it's basically like Kipling syndrome Kim Kipling syndrome means that uh, the white man will come and save all of us. Basically, that's what it is. We're waiting for a white man to come and say, well, I'm not trying to sound racist or anything, but this is what it is, Kipling syndrome and uh, hegemony. The hegemony basically tries to impose its own uh, point of views and uh, worldviews and whatnot on the rest of humanity. Nonetheless, uh, philosophical liberalism has no justification. It's man-made. The founding father is John Locke. He was not a prophet. He did not receive any revelation And he did not have any scriptures he was actually trying to use the Bible to justify his uh, uh, his uh, world his philosophy philosophical liberalism so yeah so this is uh, Islam in a nutshell Abraham was definitely a Muslim but he was called a Hebrew he was called a Hebrew in the Bible now if you study the etymology what does Hebrew mean because honestly if you study the, the languages you'll find a lot of secrets because the, in English, some English uh, terms do not have the same etymology as some Arabic terms or Hebrew terms. So, what does Hebrew mean and what does a- Arab mean? For example, uh, an Arab uh, means a- 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 Arabi. Uh, Hebrew in Arabic means Ibri. A- so, you see, they sound the same in Arabic. And in Hebrew, it's actually Ibri a- as well, it's not Hebrew but in english it's called hebrew so it, it sounds it becomes distinguished from arabic you get what i mean but when you align them in the arabic language you have arabi and ibri they sound the same and what does that mean what's the etymology it means someone who's nomadic someone who traverses the land someone who's a stranger on this planet so we're the aliens You get what I'm saying? We, like Adam, Adam came down from the heavens. So we are the aliens on this planet and the animals always existed. And this is why we have this uh, cognitive faculties that are from the sublime. So when you look at the Arab and the Hebrew, because most of the prophets were uh, Hebrews, and some were also Arabs, like Ishmael, Shuaib. There are five prophets who are Arabs, if I'm not mistaken. I think it was Ishmael, uh, Shuaib, which is Jeth- Jethro, Jethro, in uh, in uh, unless Shuaib wasn't a prophet. Uh, let me just recollect my thoughts. Uh, we also believe in uh, uh, Saleh and Hud and Muhammad, peace be upon him. So I think Shoaib is uh, is one of them who's uh, called in the Bible uh, Jethro, Jethro. Okay, I think he was the, he might be the the father-in-law of Moses. See, Moses intermingled with Arabs. But Harun, Aaron, his older brother, he married a Jew woman. And that's why the Jews today, they claim to be descendants of Aaron okay just uh, to give you a bit of genealogy so yeah so basically uh, to us Moses is uh, the prophet of Islam okay and he was descended on the Hebrew Israelites just like Jesus is a prophet of Islam and he was descended also on the Hebrew Israelites but especially the Jews okay and they rejected him just like a lot of uh, uh, Israelites also rejected Moses so only very few followed Moses, by the way, and only very, very few followed Jesus. And this is why the last prophet was the, had to come with the final revelation, which is the Qur'an. Qur'an means recitation. That's why we recite the Qur'an. That's what it means in English, recitation. Torah uh, means the law or sharia, the law, basically. That's what Torah means. Injeel or gospel means good news. And uh, Zabur, Psalms of David, means it's something that is chanted basically just like the quran is chanted and also the injil by the way the gospel of jesus was chanted uh, his, uh, because uh, they the monks the excuse me the the monks basically when they used to listen to the to the prophet recite when they used to listen to Prophet Muhammad the recite back in Arabia They used to shed tears Because it reminded them of uh, The way it, uh, the gospel of Jesus Was also chanted And also the uh, scrolls of uh, Abraham So we have five books We believe in five books That were descending on five prophets And these uh, books They have different titles But the uh, theology is one And that's Islam Submission to one God Would you like to come in? Would you like to ask me anything? Or do you want me to continue? Or uh, from this nationality? Or uh, my people were black or my people were white? This is superfluous. It doesn't do anything. All you need to know is that you are from God. God has given you this spirit. And when you die, you will go back to God. And that's that's the ultimate destination. Okay, so if I give advice to anyone... Pick up the Quran, read it with an open mind, use a proper exegesis to understand it, and know that this life is not a joke. This, li- this is a test, without a doubt. And we all have a different copy of that test. So do not cheat. There's no point. Your test is not like my test, and so on and so forth. And my test is not like your test. And this is my final advice. Oh, thank you for having me, Elmo. It's always a pleasure, man. I enjoy it. I enjoy talking to you. Thank you very much. So that's the end of it. Thanks for tuning in, guys. This is your host, Elmo Ador, Jr. And thank you for listening in. And please subscribe. Please follow us on Facebook. Please please follow this. Please. Thanks. (laughs) yeah.